from IBM Cloud and Cognitive Software, you're listening to The Art of Automation with host Jerry Cuomo. Hey, hey, thank you, Ethan. Welcome to The Art of Automation, a podcast that explores the application of automation in the enterprise. My name is Digital Jerry, or DJ for short. It is my pleasure to be the guest host of our annual predictions episode of The Art of Automation. Our guest today is my digital twin, Jerry Cuomo, the human and the founder and host of this podcast. Jerry is an IBM fellow and CTO for automation at IBM. This is a new business unit that is focused on creating AI-powered automation technology. Jerry has led a wide variety of successful technology projects over his 33 years at IBM and one or two not-so-successful projects. Haha. Jerry is one of the founding fathers of WebSphere Software and led IBM's industry-leading efforts in blockchain, API economy, cloud computing and high-performance transaction systems. His interest in artificial intelligence started when he studied the topic in graduate school at Syracuse University. Some years later, he is now thrilled with the challenge of leading IBM's technical strategy for AI-powered automation. And this is where we will start. Welcome, Jerry, and Happy New Year. Thanks, DJ. Thanks for having me uh, on my own show. And Happy New Year to all of you. Well, it's good to have you as a guest. Let's get started. I am told you have five important trends in automation to share today with our listeners. Yes, that's correct. Many are calling this year the year of automation. And this makes great sense because companies feel strongly that the key to our next normal is to do more digitally. And technology will help us do more digitally. Technology, and the specific one that comes out here to mind is AI, has been well positioned to greatly expand the scope of what we can actually be automating in an enterprise. DJ, think about it. There are billions of hours spent on mundane tasks each year. Well, this year, because of these five automation trends, we will boldly capture back the significant time spent and shift those hours to focus on the tasks that matter most to your enterprise. Right. So we're talking about the gift of time, allowing you to trade in your mundane for things more extraordinary. Okay, okay. The suspense is killing me. All right, so with a drum roll, here are the five trends. The first one is the union of APIs and automation. Number two is the digital employee. Number three is predictive AI ops. Four, AI for code. And five, multi-org automation. Tell us about the first trend. You said it involved APIs. Right. This one is about the union of APIs and automation. So let's take first things first. It is hard to automate an enterprise until that enterprise is programmable. And this is where APIs and integration come in and set the table for automation. We will increasingly see API management and orchestration tools being linked to automation tools. This includes low-code programming and workflow tools like the ones found in Microsoft Power Automate or our IBM Automation Studio and API Connect. A particular important convergence to take note of is around the emergence of RPA, or Robotic Process Automation. RPA is about moving information between two or more separate pieces of software. So uh, an order comes in to System A, a product needs to be shipped via System B. A patient checks into a hospital through System M, a doctor needs to see a patient information uh, from System N, and so on, right? You see how this works. Yes. In fact... um, Getting separate systems to talk to one another is not a new problem, and RPA is not the only way to solve it. 
In fact, RPA is often used by business as an end around of central IT. You see, if a business user can record and play back actions by simply capturing points and clicks of their mouse, you can integrate without having to wait for IT to publish APIs. So, while fast, this approach to RPA could also be fragile. And this is really where our trend kicks in. It's about using API. Right. Right? Integration software will allow APIs to be cataloged in a way that can be easily discovered by business users using natural language interfaces. So the thought is that APIs are more stringent or less fragile than points and clicks. With this, for example, a business user can program automation workflows simply by chatting, right? So they might say to an intelligent chat op system, process shipping of new orders under $500 for all customers that have purchased from us before. That can be saved as an RPA bot. The system figures out then, using AI, which APIs to connect with based on probability scoring of natural language. So, for example, keywords get extracted out of your your chat. For example, new orders, uh, under $500, customer, purchase. These are all keywords. And they all can be related then to APIs. For example, uh, a customer CRM system. But by making systems more programmable by discovery and matching APIs through natural language requests, programming RPA from low-code to no-code would be achieved, and this is a big deal. And instead of going through cent- going around central IT, IT becomes in the loop and could better understand then how to optimize their corporate APIs for performance, security, auditability standpoints, and so on. Okay, that makes sense. The union of APIs and automation. The next one is of particular interest to me. Digital employees, tell us about that one, Jerry. Okay. Digital employees. Not unlike you, DJ, a digital employee is an advanced form of a digital worker. Now, it goes beyond an anonymous digital worker in that it has an identity, DJ. So, like, think about it has an employee ID or something like that, a a social security number, etc. Now, it also uses multimodal natural language to communicate in all forms. Voice, chat, email, etc. It is accountable and its actions are auditable, and that's really important. But more importantly, it has skills. And these skills are directly associated with the ability to automate business and IT processes. The skills may be related to a software product like a CRM system, or an API, or a data source. The employee can also understand business tasks, and more precisely, they can break down a business task into a set of smaller tasks and arrange those tasks such that to best achieve the desired outcome of that task. So a digital employee helps you get things done by orchestrating all of the bots in your enterprise. So now a big thing is a digital employee can be trained with new skills. And this really represents a breakthrough in automation. Collaborative software bots that enable humans to interact with AI and automation more naturally. That's the result. Makes sense. This trend is about comfortable coexistence between humans and bots, right? It's about collaborative software bots that enable humans to interact with AI and automation more naturally. It's about enabling everyone to engage in automation, making every employee an expert. 
This is about capturing and organizing your collective intelligence with uh, organizing principles like skills, agents, and these digital employees. So this year, we will see the first signs of vendors delivering the foundations for digital employees. We are certainly among these leaders in bringing AI to the mix, extending RPA and APIs to use advanced natural language understanding with patented orchestration software to create a new form of digital assistant that has identity, skills, is trainable, is retrainable, and can be hired on the spot. I guess that makes me a digital employee of sorts. Moving right along, this next one is about AI ops. Tell us more. Right. This trend is about predictive AI ops. And, and DJ, this kind of reminds me of, you know, you're sitting there at your IT console. You're about to uh, push uh, a new version of an app or configuration out into test or production. And virtually, you know, your version, your virtual version of DJ reaches out, taps you on the shoulder and says, uh-uh-uh. Don't push this version out. There is a 98.4% risk uh, of something going wrong. And click here for an explanation. That's kind of what I'm talking about here. Cool. Kind of like a quality coach virtually looking over your shoulder. Can you say more about AI ops? And just as a review, AI ops is an umbrella term for the use of big data, analytics, machine learning, and other artificial intelligent technologies that are used to automate the identification and resolution of common IT issues. So you see that systems, services, and applications in a large enterprise, they produce immense volumes of performance data and logs, and AI ops turns this data into gold. It does this by mining and monitoring the data we gain Visibility into dependencies, into relationships found across the data. The data is grouped, making it easy to uh, correlate events. And this process is happening in a continuous loop. Well, it, it results in three valuable classes of capabilities for an enterprise. The first is to automate routine IT practices. The second is it recognizes uh, serious issues faster and with greater accuracy than a human could do by themselves. And last, it streamlines the interaction between SREs and the broader IT support dev organizations. Now, predictive AI ops builds on this, which its previous form is more reactive. Now you will see it become more proactive. And we are seeing the trend where you can now help predict potential incidents earlier and proactively resolve these issues. How does that work exactly? Okay, the way it works is ultimately it's all in the machine learning risk model and the way we train this risk model. So we start by um, combining structured and unstructured properties uh, found in, let's say, historical change logs and incident tickets that are typically found in different systems across the organization. Then we correlate and extract change incident linkages so we find in these linkages to create what they call ground truth for the change risk model. Then we further derive risk indicators like groups of similar changes, topology objects, failure and incident rates, etc. And with these risk indicators, we can now predict the likelihood of a change causing a downstream incident. And we could also provide a risk explanation, which is key. 
And, you know, at a high level, that's how it works. Thanks, Jerry. That makes sense. This sounds like a very powerful trend. When do you think predictive AI ops will be available? AI ops is already available in IBM's AI ops product today. And along with our IBM research team, we've patented several techniques in how AI can be effectively applied to make IT operations more proactive and predictive. Yes, great to see your partnership with research producing these amazing results. Now, tell us about this next trend, AI for Code. And AI for Code aims at using AI to assist us with code performance, code evolution, security and compliance, and perhaps a lot more. Um, the AI may either directly consume or produce code itself or work with other code-related artifacts such as logs, uh, edits, documentation. You get the picture. Yes. Uh, this trend is really a big deal for progressing automation in the enterprise. And let me tell you why. One of AI's missions, perhaps even from day one, has been to teach machines to program machines. Right. So today's software is everywhere. And there is far more software-enabled devices than programmers to program them, including phones, cars, refrigerators, and every aspect of an enterprise, HR, legal, front office, back office, and everything in between. But it's not just about looking forward. With AI for Code, we can actually go back in time and understand the legacy applications, whose designers and developers and their skills may be long gone. And AI can help understand the application from a structure perspective, dependencies across functions, relationships to data. And with that, start making recommendations on how best to partition the code, also creating what we know as microservices, and allow those applications to more easily and cost-effectively be moved to the cloud. And as we kick off this new year, we all at IBM have been busy at working on training AI and teaching it all the major programming languages, from Fortran to Haskell, Lisp to Python, Java to Go. Cool. And with this, the developers can automate a bunch of things. The understanding of code based on its structure and its intent and what it's trying to actually produce. We can automate code search. And I'm not just talking about Google search here. I'm actually, as I said, based on intent, looking at algorithms that might be sitting in GitHub, right? And hidden behind repos, getting there, understanding the code and actually searching for code based on intent. Talking about also automating testing of code by automated, uh, automating and automatically generating test cases. And of course, modernizing code into microservices, as we just discussed. And as you said, DJ, I have some history with WebSphere. Yes, that's true. Well, our mono to micro tool is the perfect personification of what I'm talking about. There are hundreds of thousands of legacy WebSphere applications out there. Many of them are spanning generations of Java, you know, Java beans, servlets, spring, etc. When applied to application code and runtimes, we can reason about application behavior. We can extract business logic and identify optimal microservice candidates. And with these microservice recommendations are generated automatically while taking programming model and application data dependencies into account. This approach minimizes the risk of refactoring and any requirements for significant code rewrite, thereby providing you with a huge return on investment. As I said, this is a big deal 
and we're just getting started. Nice. And can I borrow your drum roll, Jerry, because we've reached our last trend. Multi-organization automation, take it away. You see, today's enterprise automation technology works perfectly fine, provided the processes that are being automated are confined to the four walls of your enterprise. It's difficult to automate tasks that span companies. So often automation stops at your firewall. Now, multi-party or multi-organization processes do exist, and supply chains are the best example of these sorts of processes in action. Take an example of a process involving three organizations. You might have a supplier, a buyer, and a fulfiller. Now, if a multi-party transaction works without exception, life is good. But if an exception occurs, say the buyer claims the goods ordered from the supplier never arrived, well, this sort of exception brings complications and usually requires a great deal of manual reconciliation. And when I say manual, think humans getting involved. You see, the difficulty in resolving the exception is due to the fact that each organization has their own system of record. So the reconciliation involves finding the deviations across these systems to arrive at one agreed-on, trusted system of truth. And even with a system of truth, there are strict rules about how data can be shared across your business network. And this is especially true for personal identity information of your customers. So it's important reasons like this that prevent the sharing of data across org boundaries. And of course, this complex reconciliation comes at a great cost. Think money and time. I think I see where you're going here. You're talking blockchain. Yes, DJ. You can read me like a book. I'm talking about blockchain. You see, blockchain can help form a single trusted system of truth. So that's what this trend is about. Blockchain as a means to achieve multi-org automation. With this, we're going to greatly expand the scope of an automation to work across your entire business network, your partners, buyers, suppliers, auditors, etc. So with blockchain, you're going to be able to build that foundation of trust. And I'm not just talking about reputational trust. I'm talking about algorithmic trust based on advanced cryptography that ensures that while you are sharing data, that you have the keys to decrypt the data that you have permission to see, no more, no less. This allows a new foundation of trust to be established across your business network. So this is the breakthrough, blockchain used as a tool for multi-org automation. And the key here is the notion of smart contracts, also known as autonomous contracts. So a smart contract is a multi-org automation. And it's triggered without human intervention. So uh, when proper conditions are met, the contract is executed with automated electronic consent from the other parties involved. Once consensus is achieved, the transaction results are recorded in a shared ledger and are immutable, forming an audit log that when used can radically improve this reconciliation process. So in our buyer supplier fulfiller example, if the buyer filed an exception, the audit log can be used as the system of truth to pinpoint where the first deviation occurred and greatly shorten that reconciliation process. In fact, we've seen examples of exception handling reduced from 40 days to less than nine days. And that's a big deal. And that's why I'm excited about this trend. Blockchain has not typically been used in the same sentence as automation. But folks, that's changing for all the reasons I've just mentioned. Okay. And if I can be so bold, DJ, as to bring up one more related point. 
Sure. Well, technically, this is still your podcast. Thanks, TJ. Uh, so this last point is really about how do we apply that same multi-org thought to AI-powered automation itself. And it will greatly benefit from you know the algorithmic, crypto-secured, audit-ready properties that we just talked about. You see, with machine learning models that are brought to life with training data, we have an obligation to show the lineage of where it all came from. Who created and updated the model? Where did the training data come from, etc.? As we move to this world where AI bots are used liberally, trust and explainability are paramount. So applying blockchain as a trust service under AI-powered automation itself is a thought that's highly related to this multi-org trend, and it's why I'm very excited about this one. Nice. Real nice. That is certainly both impressive and inspiring. And ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Art of Automation with a special guest human, Jerry Cuomo, IBM Fellow, CTO of IBM Automation. Okay, there you have it. We started this podcast saying this year is the year of automation. These five trends poised to use advanced technology, like AI and blockchain, to greatly expand the scope of what can be automated in the enterprise. And if I remembered correctly, the trends are multi-organization automation, fueled by blockchain, AI for code, with an eye towards creating and modernizing enterprise applications for the cloud, predictive AI ops, transforming our IT world from reactive to proactive and predictive, digital employees, as a more natural way for humans and bots to collaborate. And last, but not least, the union of APIs and automation, because you cannot automate an enterprise until it's programmable. Well, that is all for now. I want to sincerely thank you all for listening in. And once again, I'd like to thank my digital twin, Jerry Cuomo. This is DJ signing off. Happy New Year.